1: Lock on. Lock, lock,
0: lock on lock. lock, lock on lock,
1: lock on, cowboys. Lock on cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. I know it's been a while since we've talked to Landon, <laughs> uh, but I'm excited about it. Landon, it's nice to talk to somebody else who follows the Cowboys and knows them well. How you doing, buddy?
0: Good. I mean, I, 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 I'm sure you had very similar experience when you were on the Steelers podcast and you were talking to, <laughs> you know, talking ball uh, about your favorite. That was like favorite. a
1: dream come true right there, right? <laughs> talking ball about your Steelers favorite Steelers fans team. going at it.
0: I, I got to say, you know, I don't always listen to uh, the the crossovers just because I'm busy, but I definitely had to check out the Steelers, uh, the Steelers <laughs> crossover because uh, it was... It was a Um, little, it was, I I laughed a lot while listening to it. I will say that.
1: Oh man, it was fun. Um, So today, this is actually our sixth episode of the week. It's a special podcast because Landon and I felt like we needed to talk about the NFL schedule. Uh, So we're going to go ahead and do that. Um, Landon, first of all, the Cowboys open up the season week one uh, at the Los Angeles Rams in their new stadium. How pumped are you for that game and are you going to it?
0: Well, (laughs) you know, it just came out yesterday. I'm trying to figure out like uh, is are people even going to this game? Like what, I, I'm guessing
1: it, they will, right? We'll have some yeah, fans there.
0: I don't I don't know if I'm going to feel I don't know if I will feel comfy going, but I'm definitely going to at least make uh in, inquiries into what what it would be what it would what it would mm. take to to get tickets at least. But yeah, I I mean new stadium in Los Angeles. I don't think it was really that surprising just because of, you know, Jerry's no uh, I don't hands think and, and, and getting all that involved and all worked out, uh, but I, I think it's going to be a great football game and 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 I'm, I'm excited to see what that new stadium looks like. Have you seen some of the like the videos and stuff? Like I they put have, in yeah. that they, they put in the uh, surround video board. And it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, yeah, is,
1: is that a, is that going to be weird having the first game against the, the Rams and not against the Giants? Because I think I'm just so accustomed now to. To expecting the Cowboys and Giants to play Week One—that playing somebody else is going to be so weird.
0: It's it's one of those things where it's like everything is so different now, yeah. you know. That it's yeah. like it kind of gets lost in the wash. But you're right. Like I mean, what was it? Eight seasons in a row we started out,
1: something with, like that. There was yeah. one game I think there's one in 2017 where they pay, played Carolina. I think it, that was the only one that was different.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but I, yeah. So they like eight out of the last nine years. Um, they yep. started out against New York. I, I think it's, you know, uh, it definitely is a, is a change. But uh, like I said, this is going to be a season of change. So uh, I, I don't know. that It'll probably just get folded in with the rest of it.
1: All right. Let's go ahead and talk about some of uh, the other games that we're looking forward to seeing. And I'll start right in week three. Uh, the Cowboys will play a primetime game or not a primetime game. I guess it's the America game of the week uh, in Seattle against the Seahawks um, in week three. p.m. Eastern time. Uh, It's always a a lot of fun to play in Seattle. The crowd's always loud. Uh, Seattle's a really good team. Uh, What other games are you looking forward to seeing in the first, let's say, the first half of the schedule?
0: Man, uh, uh, the, I mean, really, those first four games are all fantastic. The Rams, Atlanta. Those are going to be tough ones. Yeah, uh, Seattle and then Cleveland. Um, You know, you just don't know I think Cleveland's the real wild card, you know, because you just there's talent on that team. There's lots, mm. of, ta- lots of talent on that team, but uh, you wonder if you know if they're going to be able to to get it together, uh, you know. And especially uh, the thing that's really fascinating too is not even just the talent levels on these four teams that you play up front, but you know what's. What's going to be the level of preparation for these guys? Mm, like, are, is, are teams going to have training camps, and, and and how is that going to change the angles on on these first month of games? You know, because it, it it's not it's not like a I don't I, I do feel like it's not going to be like a um, it's not going to affect teams the same way. Coaching is going to have a large effect in how well. Uh, you know the transition is if there's like a short uh, training camp session if there's no otas you know teams that have uh kind of some stability uh in their coaching staff and their structures are probably going to have a little bit of a benefit you know if if things kind of end up getting shortened or, or anything like that um so i think it's going to be interesting to see exactly how that all plays out and I, and i don't think it's always so straightforward like the cowboys are a great example right where yeah we got a new head coach we got a new head coach but we got the same offensive play caller right right and right. and but at the same time the defense is going to be completely different and you know the rams are also kind of dealing with a similar situation like that they got a new defensive coordinator and they're playing their first game with him you know uh win week one and 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 so i i just think that there's how the actual season is going to be played like the schedule and what, what is, uh, you know, canceled and what remains, I think that's going to play a huge part in kind of the dictating exactly the numbers of, of you know, over and under of these four, uh, first four teams. Uh, and, and I think if you just take it on face value, just, you know, you know a regular season and normal training camp, uh, this these first yeah. four games would be very difficult, I'd say.
1: I, I actually don't mind the Cowboys. I, I think they have a tough schedule to start the season. Like I think the Rams, and I certainly think the Falcons are going to be better. Seattle is always a decent team. I don't hate them having a tough schedule to start the year because no. it's going to be so, I, it's so much up in the air. But I do like that next part of the schedule, right? Yeah. From week, even from week four on, right? Mm-hmm. You play home against the Browns, home against the Giants, home against the Cardinals on Monday night at Washington. I. I I mean, again, these are way too early predictions, but I would think Dallas should go three and one, four 0 in that stretch. And if you can, if you can rattle off some wins there, uh, you know, then you have some a couple games that are tough coming up. Uh, but I think that's a, a pretty decent stretch for the Cowboys there, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, and again, I I think because the I think the uncertainties might be a good thing up front for those first four teams because they're four very good teams. You know, you you definitely don't. You know, I'd almost love for the angles to be changed a little bit, just because I think it gives you good chances against those teams that you yeah, may not have normally. And then the, the next four, you feel pretty confident that teams will have figured it out after a month of football. Uh, and I think at that point, I just know,
1: think they're more talented. Yeah, they're more talented than, yeah, the next more talented team, than those next four yeah. teams.
0: So I think that they, you know, things should be sorted by then where talent should shine through. But I think you know those first four te- games. They're on on equal footing, at least with at least three of those teams. And I think that any kind of uncertainty or upending of the table might actually, you know, potentially benefit the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Um, Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about the game that I'm most looking forward to.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: Just wanted to remind you guys that today's episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar that you will ever have. I can promise you that. It's hard to even explain just how good Built Bars are Uh, I tried the peanut butter one the other day and was just blown away by how good it was. Did not taste like a protein bar at all. I swear that you're eating a candy bar, and that's just how good it is. Uh, The best part about Built Bar is they're fantastic for you. They have an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There's no crazy additives. If you want to experience a Built Bar, and I highly, highly recommend that you do, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. Alright Landon Week 8 The Cowboys play the Eagles But that's actually Not the game That I'm looking forward to most. Seeing this season Week 9 November 8 <laughs> Against the Pittsburgh Steelers At home On CBS America's Game of the Week um, The Cowboys and Steelers Over the last two decades have had some pretty, pretty good games between 2016 being the Elliott game where he scores the game winning touchdown. 2012 was the Brandon Carr interception game in overtime. 2008 was the game where Romo threw the interception. Uh, I believe it was to Deshae to Townsend at the end of that one. 2004 was the Vinny Testaverde fumble to Kimo van Ohaf. uh, yes, he's, these games stick in my brain a little bit because, uh, of who they're playing. But, um, what do you think about those two games, Eagles Steelers, before the team enters the bye week?
0: Uh, did you mention the the twenty sixteen game? I mean that that's the one. Yeah, that, that was the,
1: that's the Elliott touchdown one. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that one's was fantastic. And and really, I think the thing that sticks out to my my mind more than just the Elliott touchdown was the, the Steelers had won that game basically, and the, the draw oh, yeah, before they sure. did the fake spike and then threw a touchdown and. Um, and, you know, the game was basically over. And then Dallas just, I, I don't know what happened. They just, like, completely. That game
1: is incredible to go back and rewatch. I highly, highly recommend it. It really is.
0: Because you just, like, I'm sitting there watching, like, what? How, how are they not stopping? Like, it was, it was unbelievable that last drive for Dallas to get in. was. It, it was such a great back and forth. It was such a fantastic game. Um, All right, move it. Oh, yeah, go ahead. it's, a, it's a, well, I was just going to say, it's just, it's. I can't. It's very rare, obviously, when you see the Steelers play in Dallas, and uh, and and there's two such iconic franchises with such history. So, always good to see the, these two te- teams play, if only for the jerseys going against each other.
1: Uh, I will be a nervous wreck in that game, like always. I, like that one always is. That one, yeah, more so than usual. But, yeah. Uh, uh, it's gonna be a tough one. Um, then week ten is the Cowboys' bye week. And then this is where I have a little problem with the schedule, and I voice this on Twitter, and feel free to disagree with me. The Cowboys have this incredibly difficult stretch every year where they play a Sunday game. This time they play at Minnesota, and then they play the Thursday Thanksgiving game, home against the Redskins, and then they play the following Thursday, this time at Baltimore. Traditionally, the NFL has allowed the Cowboys to do three straight home games there because you're playing three games in 12 days. You don't want to have them traveling too much. Um, and I know that people say it's the same when everybody else is playing Sunday, Sunday, Thursday. But my beef has always been when you have to go from Thursday to Thursday and you don't get that 10-day break after playing two games in five days, it can have a big effect on your season. And now the fact that the Cowboys have to play two road games in that stretch, uh, I I kind of think that's unfair. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the the thing... The the only thing that I think that makes it a little bit tenable is that they you know the Ravens play they play the Ravens late you know on that Thursday game so it's like a five twenty game as opposed to a, yeah a, so they do get some extra hours to kind of rest up a little bit
1: but I would say like last year look at what happened last year they looked dead in the Bears game because that was the that third game and they just looked like they had no energy left in that game we've seen kind of time and time again that when they get to that third game in that stretch. There's just not a lot left there, and that's always been my problem with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it certainly is a difficult stretch, and to have to close out against Baltimore, uh, which I could be wrong, but I can't remember if we've ever even won in Baltimore before. Uh, No, I don't think so. It's certainly been a long time, so uh, yeah, I think it is a very difficult stretch. I mean, especially when you account for who you're playing, you know, and especially since you know the Redskins. I feel confident you can beat them, but it, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get beat up a lot by playing them. Because oh yeah, of their defense. So, yeah, it, it's it's that stretch will really you know, and the Vikings are no slouch, obviously. So like that no, whole stretch no. is, is a real is a real test.
1: And then to finish out the season, the Cowboys play Week 14 against the Bengals. Uh, week 15, they'll play home against the 49ers on Sunday Night Football. Man, that should be a lot of fun. Be great uh, week 16, they play the Eagles at 425, another game that could decide the division. And then they finish up with Week 17 against the Giants in a game that where Jason Garrett likely could decide the Cowboys' playoff hopes once again. Um, what is your thoughts on that kind of December stretch for Dallas?
0: I actually like it. I mean, I think that that's actually not so bad because you
1: get, no, it's not.
0: You get the Bengals on 10 days, which I feel good about that in Uh, Cincinnati. And if you're going to play that
1: game, I'd rather play that game in Cincinnati.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then you get, you know, back to back, uh, home games against the Niners and Eagles, which are the two, obviously cream of the crop teams you're going to play in December. I mean, outside of the Ravens, but they're kind of part of that other thing. Um, and then, you know, uh, you play the Giants on the road. I don't know that you're afraid of that. You know, like, at the very least, you're you're comfortable with it. But I do like that you get the Eagles at home near the end yeah. of the season. I, I like that part
1: for sure. Especially because you're not going to have to deal with the weather. Um, you know, sometimes, like last year in that Philadelphia game, it was really cold. Um, I think that had an impact on Dak, especially dealing with a shoulder injury. So it, weather in Cincinnati in December can sometimes be rough, but I think the Cowboys are built for that um, especially against that team. And then the giants, you know, week 17, you're hoping that that game doesn't matter too much. And I've got a pretty strong suspicion. I'll go ahead and predict it. Now. Uh, the giants probably won't be playing for anything at that point in the season. So, wow. Uh,
0: wow. calling so, your shots early, huh? huh? <laughs> when do they play?
1: The, I've got a strong suspicion that on October 11th in week five, the giants probably won't be playing for anything either. So, uh, no, I, I don't feel, I, I don't feel too worried about that. Um, Landon, overall impressions of the schedule. Do you want to go ahead and offer a win prediction now? Look, looking at this, I'll go on record. I'll, I, I think this is a nine and seven, ten and six schedule. What do you think?
0: That's that sounds generally right. I mean, I don't know that I'm necessarily. Uh, I don't know that I'm necessarily ready to put a number on it just because there. I mean, there's so much she's going sure. now. But um, you know, I think that that seems. It, it's difficult, uh, but it's not. I don't. I think actually going into last season, it felt more difficult. I would agree. Um, yeah. You know, I think. I think it. Like I said, it helps that you get kind of three or four of your more talented teams that you're playing this year uh, up front when you know the first month of the season when there's going to be a lot of chaos.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, those. You know, those games against the Rams and the Seahawks, both of those being on the road, they were going to be difficult no matter when you play them. Yeah. So you might as well get them out out of the way early and then, you know, because, I, I mean, if you listen to what Bill Belichick says, you basically just want to come out of the first month of the season two and two. Yeah. And can you do that by beating the Falcons at home and the Browns at home? I think so. And I think there's a decent chance they beat the Rams at, at you know, Los Angeles. I don't think that Rams team is anywhere near as talented as what they were last year. And if you remember what they were last year, Dallas killed them in Dallas. So, uh, I. Again, I, every schedule has its little quirks and things, and there's opponents that you worry about. I don't feel like this is the the worst schedule the Cowboys have had over the last couple of years. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think it's you know just kind of specifically talking about specifically talking about the Rams or just generally about the the schedule. I think it's totally reasonable. It's not terrible. And then going back to the Rams specifically, I, I, I think. They probably will take a small step forward again offensively just to get back kind of closer to where they were, but I I think that they could take a step or two back mm-hmm. defensively. I mean, losing Wade Phillips, uh I mean, they got rid of him on, you know, on their own avail, but they I hired a young guy who hasn't been a defensive coordinator before and and this is this, their first game of the season. So
1: yeah. And also their defense is in kind of rough shape. Like, yeah, it is. Uh, they lost Corey Littleton this offseason, who was a pro bowl linebacker for him or for them. They really didn't replace him at all. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, I'm looking at their middle linebackers right now and it's Leonard Floyd and Micah Kaiser. Uh, Leonard Floyd is not really an off the ball linebacker, but that's where they're going to be playing him. So uh, kind of a, a weird, weird group. I don't think the cornerbacks are particularly strong. They lost, uh, the Kel Roby Coleman, obviously they still have Jalen Ramsey, but opposite him, you're going to have some mismatches that you like. So I, I I do like the chances of, uh, the Cowboys beating the Rams in week one. Um, before we go, Landon, I want to get your thoughts on one Cowboys bit of news that happened this week. Uh, they signed veteran offensive lineman, uh, Cam Irving who played with the chiefs over the last three years, starting 25 games. um, by all accounts from the Chiefs fans you don't want him at tackle if you watch any of the film of him in Cleveland or in Kansas City he's not a good tackle maybe he's an adequate guard but what are your thoughts on the Cowboys bringing him in you know at this point in May
0: yeah I mean I think it's just a body honestly yeah. um, I don't I don't know uh, I, I don't know that it's anything more than that I, I saw people talking about oh that's your dude they replaced Cam Fleming with Cam Irving and I'm like, let's hope not, that's oh not. My I don't gosh. think so I think it's more likely that he is kind of a veteran body uh, to as kind of insurance, maybe for Brandon Knight. You know, Uh,
1: but I I I, I almost think it's more of an insurance just to have a experienced, competent backup so when you get to training camp in preseason it doesn't ruin practices.
0: Sure, because the thing is too that's useful about him I mean, just, he may not be good at any of these positions but he can play all of them. Like He can sure. play center and guard and tackle so you, you you can use him all up and down the line to kind of plug in if you have injuries or anything on your second line, he can kind of step in and be at least a, a competent body uh, if you're just trying to get good looks in practice.
1: I think one of the things that I liked about what Mike McCarthy and Will McClay's strategy of building this team is right now is it seems like they're way more open to bringing in veterans for depth than what Jason Garrett ever was. I think Jason Garrett was always somebody who wanted to have young guys and develop him and that kind of stuff. But when you got to preseason and you got to training camp, I think there was a a lot of times where the backups weren't capable and they weren't adequate and it just messed up preseasons. I don't know how many times I watched the Cowboys preseasons over the last 10 years and thought this has to be the worst preseason offensive line I've ever seen, or this is some of the worst quarterback I've seen from a, from a backup quarterback. I think, I think McCarthy wants to give the rest of the offense a chance to show what they have. And I think by bringing in Irving, even if it's just for training camp and preseason, I think that's a smart move because he's likely going to be better than any undrafted free agent that you sign at this point in the the offseason, right?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this applies as much with Irving, but it just generally feels like, and, you know, this is kind of what we know about them, too. You know, Jason Garrett's philosophy is, you know, simple scheme so our players can play fast. And I think that that helps, you know, with younger players that you're bringing in because they don't have a ton to learn. They can get out there and just be athletes Uh, And I think that because of that, you know, Jason understood it it is he wasn't wrong that it's a young man's league in the NFL. And that's why, because of all those confluence of events, they would, you know, uh, have a lot of younger players down roster because the thought process was, well, they just need to get a little bit better on their technique and then they'll be able to shine. I, I think if with schemes that may just be a little bit more complicated and they're not afraid to kind of mix and match scheme in order to get the players they want on the field. It, it i think it, it requires more versatility from your down roster players i guess is the best way to put it you know because you, you you're working the scheme around your stars and so you need yeah. the down roster players to be versatile enough to play a variety of schemes instead of just uh being pre-fit cogs that go into a piece of machinery right like with with the, with the old no, thought process you know it's like okay this is the machine we need to replace this cog and this cog and this cog each season. And now it's more like, okay, we've got these three really awesome cogs. Let's build a machine that we can use these three awesome cogs in a great way. And then all the rest of the pieces need to be versatile enough to, you know, work around the the most important uh, center of your team. And I think that's really why you're probably going to see some more vets down rosters because, in order to facilitate that sort of you know uh star centered uh talent centered scheme uh, you almost have to flip the equation right you have to you have to have the the guys with experience kind of in 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 uh the the more you know role positions because they they, they need to be able to do more in order to facilitate your uh your team to allow these star players to shine
1: yeah, and I a hundred percent agree with this philosophy from McCarthy and Will McClay and on up. I I just think, I think this is going to give the rest of the roster a better chance to develop, even if it doesn't mean anything for you know Fleming or excuse me, Cam Irving same player, uh, on the uh, you know, active roster in, in twenty twenty. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your, your podcast. Uh, follow Lane at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier and we will see you next time.